Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome to the second hour of what I hope or is or will become your favorite uh, weekend travel show on the radio. I'm Rudy Maxi, your genial radio show host. This hour, we're going to take a look at the hotel room of the future with an architect who specializes in building hotels. Could ask him about trends. I'll ask him. What, I'll also ask him what he thinks is passe in hotel rooms these days. Then, in a single week last month, TSA agents confiscated 47 guns, 38 of them loaded, three inert hand grenades, a timing fuse, hunting knives, and a sword. Now. In this security-conscious age, why is the number of guns showing up at airports on the rise? New York Times columnist Joe Sharkey is going to join us to explain. And Wall Street Journal staff writer Charles Passy will be here. He's going to tell us when those great hotel deals aren't really as great as we think they are, or how to save money if you're going to be visiting an expensive big city. I'm going to ask him where he goes to find the deals. As always, I'll have a few deals of my own of the week toward the end of the hour, but first let's begin by taking a look at some of the travel news this week. Last Monday night in Hong Kong, two ferries collided, killing 38 passengers, including five children. Fifteen passengers remain hospitalized as of Friday. There were 120 passengers aboard this high-speed ferry that quickly sank. The other vessel made it safely to port. This was the worst maritime disaster in Hong Kong in 40 years. Now, this tragedy did not involve the famous star ferries that transport most passengers between Kowloon and Hong Kong and some other points around the bay across the city's famed harbor. The ferry owner says the vessel that was departing Lama Island, which is a popular destination for tourists and commuters, says uh, he said it doesn't know why the accident occurred and, and the investigations are continuing. Local residents observed a three-day mourning period and relatives of some of the victims showed their respect for the dead by throwing paper money into the waters off Hong Kong. Eating gelato while sitting on the Spanish steps in Rome could earn you as much as a $650 fine on your next visit. The City Council of Rome this week adopted a new law prohibiting anyone from eating any snacks around many of the monuments and architectural treasures in the historic center of the city. That means you can't make like Audrey Hepburn in Roman Holiday and snack on a gelato on those Spanish steps. And despite the fact famous piazzas include uh, uh, the uh, Piazza Novana, which was surrounded by cafes, restaurants, and ice cream shops, you best watch where you consume your purchase. Uh, and the same goes for such iconic sites as the Pantheon and the approach to the Roman Colosseum. Fines are going to range from $32 to $650 in what one Italian newspaper is calling the War Against the Sandwich. Uh, similar bans have been adopted in Venice and elsewhere in, uh, uh, in Italy, including um, Florence and Bologna. Now, in Venice, of course, St. Mark's Square... Is, uh, is a popular place surrounded by restaurants. Not so many fast food places, but restaurants. And even there, if you are, and that's a huge place, St. Mark's Square, by the way, if you're caught eating food there, you're subject to a fine. So do be careful uh, where you uh, munch when you're in Italy. Um, we're, American Airlines has uh, been taken in the chin lately. First it was bankruptcy. Then it was American Airline pilots executing an unofficial work slowdown, if you remember that. 
Um, that's still going on, in fact. More than four out of every ten American flights have been arriving more than 15 minutes late behind schedule. However, Joe Brancatelli, who is our one of our famous guests, uh, one of our excuse me, favorite guests, always famous, too. He does the uh, uh, com website. Uh, he says things have been getting just a little better. Joe, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here. You have Joe yet? I'm here. Hi, Rudy. Hey, Joe. Thanks. So things are getting a little better, at least with American, regarding uh, online uh, arrivals, correct? Yeah, but it's it's a morning thing. By the end of the day, it, it again collapses. It's All right. So the there's your so there's your first piece of advice for flyers. If you have an, if you're booking first an American, try to get that first flight, right? Yeah, and then we'll talk cruises and other things. Yeah, exactly. Um, and let's. I, I guess there's not much more to say about the seats, except that, yes, these seats that have been coming unglued, as it were, from the floors of some of these 757s, except that they're blaming it on a buildup of soft drinks and so on. But, it's all, uh, it's last all night, maintenance stuff. Yeah, they claim it'll all be done today. But Well, I was watching NBC's uh, Network News with Brian Williams on Friday night, and he sort of did a little aside after American explained, well, it's this, all this gunk that's accumulated there, and the hooks aren't really fastening fastening correctly to the ground. Uh, Brian Williams just did a little aside, said, funny that all this soda pop should at one point, at the same time, be causing all these rows of chairs to come out. What do you make well, of that? They, they did the smart thing and check all of the uh, all of the in, all of the planes at once. So it's not that they had this massive failure; it was only several planes. Right. But they have a fleet of about forty-eight, and they wanted to make sure they they got them all at once. Okay, so let's talk about what, all right, we've got American who's got the labor problems because of uh, they're in bankruptcy and they haven't got a contract right. yet with their pilots. Uh, the chair, the seats coming out of their, off their hinges should be solved by now this weekend. Right. Um, what do you do if you're a frequent flyer in American, you want to you use American because it's either the best way to get to where you're going or the cheapest ticket or you want to maximize your frequent flyer miles, but you really got to get there. Well, if you really got to get there, the best advice is always go first thing in the morning. That's always the best advice any day, any time, any time of the year. With the American situation, it's much more important that you do because as we've been looking at the numbers the last three weeks, it's been amazing how well American does in the morning into the late afternoon. And then in the evening, they just totally collapse. Um, you know, they've gone as low as 35%. Uh, in the last couple of uh, weeks, they're up around 70% this morning, for example. 70% on but time, you mean? On time, correct. Yeah. But later in the later in the days, they just seem to have massive delays and cancellations. So the best advice, go first thing in the morning. If you need to connect to something else like a cruise, certainly try to r go a day ahead, which is always also good advice, uh, given the state of the system. The problem, Rudy, is, is that it's hard to get off American because there are so few seats around that are empty on other airlines, and and the other big airline in the country hasn't been running that well, United. True. So there's not a lot of choices. Yeah, and, and, and conventional advice is always, well, you know, know what other flights are going around your time to the destination in case your flight gets canceled. But as you say, that presupposes there might be a seat available on those other flights. And I don't know about you, Joe, but I'm, uh, it's hard to find empty seats on airplanes these days when I'm flying. They're running at about 80% load factor, which means, you know, it's just fancy talk for how many seats they fill. Once upon a time, Rudy, when people like you and I had hair, 
um, the airlines would say, well, you'll never get above 60% because that's essentially meaning every seat but the middle seat is sold, and, you know, they'll never, we'll never be able to do that beyond that. Well, they figured out a way to do it. But it's still not bad advice to know what your other flight options are before you go to the airport. Thankfully, it's easier than ever. Go online, just, you know, put in your origination point and destination point and ask for all the flights, and at least you'll have that in, on a piece of paper and say, look, what about this other airline's flight leaving an hour from now? Bingo. Hey, Joe Brancadelli, thank you for joining us. Okay, always a pleasure, Rudy. His website is blog. Go, 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 go sign up for JoeSentMe.com. Great stuff, not just by Joe, but some of his colleagues, some of my colleagues, some of the folks you hear on this radio show from time to time. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Going on vacation? We like to think we'll never have an emergency away from home, but the truth is, accidents happen. Take Susan and her husband David. They were strolling in Munich when Susan stumbled on a cobblestone, fell, and broke her ankle. Susan needed surgery and wanted to be treated by her doctors at home. Luckily, Susan and David had a travel assistance membership from OnCall International, so they didn't need to worry. OnCall helped them with everything. Don't you want an emergency resource, too? Visit OnCallInternational.com today, or for more info, visit RudyMaxa.com under Sponsors. GEICO presents a thank you letter from your motorcycle. Hey. I just wanted to say thanks. Ever since you saved money on your motorcycle insurance with GEICO, we've been going out a lot more. When we're together, things just work. My pipes rumble, and my engine screams like an eagle. A happy eagle, not one of those angry eagles. You know? Yeah, you know. GEICO could help you save on your motorcycle insurance, and that should make you and your bike very happy. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40. With no special diets or exercise programs, you can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-525-2563. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-525-2563. That's one 800 525 The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It's about 18 minutes after the hour. Nice to have you here. You know, we talk a lot about hotels and how to, you know, what to do if you get there and you pre-reserve your room, et cetera, et cetera, and it's not available. Let's talk a little about hotel design with Jose Gonzalez. He is the president of Gonzalez Architects based in Miami, Florida, and Savannah, Georgia, and he thinks a lot about hotels because he designs them. Uh, Jose, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Hey, Rudy. Great to be here. First of all, let's talk about what travelers expect these days in their hotel rooms when they're traveling. How do, 
how do, what do they look for? What are they thinking about? What do you as an architect think they're thinking about? Well, I think we're dealing with two different kinds of travelers, generally speaking. You have the, the business traveler who's away from home and who, uh, you know, wants to feel like, uh, you know, that he's actually at home. So a lot of hotel chains are developing uh, their properties uh, towards that kind of traveler, the, the individual that doesn't want to feel uh, too rattled by being away from home and has the comforts of home, if you will. And before and, you get into that second type, what, what touches tell you that? Well, I think they're more uh, residential in nature. In other words, there's no uh, there's no jazz to it in the sense that uh, it's just comfy. It's, it has sort of you know warm materials, warm finishes. Uh, the furnishings are uh, more in keeping with a residential character. So the the whole layout of the rooms and everything is is something that uh, feels familiar to them. Uh, something they could say, well, I'm home. I'm away from the family for a week, but I feel comfortable here. Okay, and you said there was a second type of traveler. Well, the second type is the is the is the leisure traveler, the person that's, you know, going on vacation, the one that wants to escape the day to day and and wants to find novelty, fantasy, and excitement where they stay. They don't want to stay in a room that feels like it's just another bedroom at the house. Uh, they want to feel like they've gone somewhere, seen something different, seen bathrooms that are different, seen rooms that are different, materials, uh, lighting that they would not normally see in their own home. Does that mean that requires an extreme design or just very different than you would have in a home? It's not necessarily extreme, depending on the, the taste. Obviously, you have people that like very modern things, and there are some that like very more traditional designs. So you could achieve that fantasy, if you will, uh, regardless of style. It's just a matter of you know, tailoring it towards the, the guest that the individual hotel owner might want to create. And maybe having everything perfect, because very few people's bedrooms are perfect. Exactly right. And then they, you know, they want to have the latest of everything. So whatever they see, you know, everything from light switches to lights to connectivity, they want to see something that they may not have in their home. They want a wow factor. Exactly. And how, generally speaking, how has hotel design changed over the years? Well, as you can uh, remember, and anybody can remember who travels, that you know, you had the, uh, you went to a hotel room and. Uh, regardless of the cost, uh, it was very basic. It had a bed, it had nightstands, it had you know a desk, a TV, and uh, if you went to an economy hotel, it was just a matter of the quality of the materials. You went to a luxury hotel, it was just better. But uh, what's changing so much now is is that uh, the rooms are becoming so different in the design, the way rooms are laid out, the, the use of materials, uh, lighting, technology. Uh, it makes it really quite exciting to be designing hotels these days. Now, can you be specific about how they're different now than uh, in in that design? Well, for example, uh, you know, just the way beds are even handled today. You know, the old days, you'd just have a bed and you'd have a quilted bedspread or something. Today, uh, the hotel chains are going crazy uh, in terms of developing new bedding with fabulous linens and, you know, multiple pillows and, you know, and spectacular headboards that have integral lighting and uh, controls of connectivity. Those sort of things didn't exist 10 years ago. And quilts have gone away, haven't they? They quilts have gone away. Bed scarves, you're not seeing as much of that anymore. Good. So uh, just one less thing to worry about, actually. I mean, the bed scarf added a little dash of color. I'll give the designers that from from in the last seven years, six years maybe. But uh, you, you didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> exactly. You want? Is it a blanket? Is it a is it a throw where they didn't have enough material for the bed spray? We're not sure. And then too big too big to be a scarf if it's a little chilly out at night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll, Let's talk tech, uh, technical stuff. I mean, everybody's got a flat screen now or is eventually getting to it. What other little technical touches are hotels looking to add a wow factor with? 
Well, let me tell you some of the things that are coming out in the future. Of course, uh, they are going to flat screens, and now the hotels are competing to have bigger flat screens so that they can be bigger than the next guy. So you're seeing that sort of thing happen. But some of the things that are occurring even now as we speak in terms of experimenting with new technology is the ability to use uh, either uh, pads like uh, iPads and so forth or smartphones to actually control things in your room or to connect in a wireless way so that you the, the day is coming very soon where a guest will come in with their phone and be able to control the temperature in their room, uh, turn the TV on, actually maybe uh, see a video that's uh, uh, embedded in their iPad or in their phone or something like that and see it on the big screen in their room, uh, mm. turn on lights. That sort of thing is coming in the future. It's pretty exciting. My guest is Jose Gonzalez. He's a principal in the architectural firm called Gonzalez Architects, based in Miami, Florida, in Savannah, Georgia. We're talking about hotel rooms today and the future, for that matter. Do you design public spaces as well, Jose? And if so, how are those changing? We do. We design public spaces. And as uh, if you've traveled recently, you've seen that hotels are turning lobbies into destinations in the sense that uh, they, they become social centers to interact uh, with not just family that travels with you, but with other guests. So they, you'll see uh, restaurants and bars flow into lobbies. You'll have communal tables. You'll have lounge seating in a manner that is uh, basically conducive to to, to people interacting and creating, a, in essence, a new lifestyle of travel. You know, you're right. It's almost like a Starbucks uh, setting where they want people. To, I uh, I checked into the Ace Hotel about, I don't know, a year ago in New York City. There's one in Portland as well with the same theme. And the whole lobby was sofas and dim lighting, and everybody was on an Apple Mac, you know, some kind of Apple computer. And off to the left was uh, was a, you know, very hip coffee shop just right off the lobby. And to the other side was an oyster seafood restaurant, and to the other side was sort of a funky, you know, more upscale restaurant. Exactly. And you're seeing also, you know, the traditional uh, check-in desk, you know, the, the old where you go up and there's a counter and you there's somebody behind it and checks you in is also evolving. Now you're going to, to kiosks, to, uh, to basically floating check-ins where you have staff floating around the room and they greet you with a glass of wine or, or a lemonade and they check you in and you never even actually go to a desk. And in fact, you just designed an Andaz, or just opened an Andaz that you designed in Savannah, Georgia, and and Andaz is famous for the, first of all, <laughs> the employees just look like guests. They don't have uniforms on, and they walk around with iPads and check you in, and they've got you know free wine in the afternoon and coffee and fruit and so on in the morning, right? Yeah, the whole idea is to again to that you you're going someplace different. And you're welcome, and uh, it's part of your lifestyle to be casual, to sit down, you know, maybe have, you know, even the menus in a lot of these new restaurants are very, like, small plates where you can sit in and have a small plate, have a glass of wine, uh, you know, maybe then go out to dinner later, uh, and something like that. And, and it's totally interactive now. It's not like the old days where you, you get a room key and you go to your room and you never see anybody in the lobby except on your way out. And I remember in the early days when these those sort of lobbies and things were starting, um, Everybody would be dressed in black, and, and what, I guess what it does is, if it's hip, you subconsciously feel hip because you're there. Exactly, and then this goes back to the point that I made earlier, and that is, is that people want to experience things that they don't find in their own home normally, because really, you're paying money to stay someplace else, and so you should you should feel like, wow, that was really an interesting experience, and you'd want to do it again, obviously, because that's how people make money in this business is to have you come back. But the point is, is that. It makes it a, a treat so that you travel and it becomes something you remember. Are there any design elements in our last minute here? Are there any, any design elements you wish would just sort of go away into the sands of time? Uh, well, plastic laminates have almost gone away, so that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. you know, now you're seeing real materials, uh, and 
you're you're seeing uh, the use of even the way carpet is being done today is is different than it was ten years ago. You're seeing really great new weaves, new things that make a room really kind of a neat place. The best thing that they've done lately, though, I think in terms of comfort, is the bedding has improved so dramatically that it's delightful to stay in most new most new hotels. Anything in the bathroom you're admiring, or again wish would go away? Uh Shower heads, uh, well, amenities. Shower heads, you know, I'll give you one that everyone loves, though, just as a final point. Uh, a lot of people have gone to these rain showers, right? And you've mm-hmm. probably seen these where the shower comes down, and it's very novel. It's right out of the center of the ceiling as right opposed to in the, the wall. the ceiling. But women hate it because when, you know, when a woman takes a quick shower and doesn't want to get her hair wet, she, she has to contort herself under a rain shower. So the only way to make those work as we're putting them in hotels is make sure we have a rain shower and also wall showers and so forth so that, you can have a, uh, the, the right experiences you need to use it. So it's just a subtle little thing, but it needs to be done. Boy, you are right on the money. I have heard that from a woman I know frequently. Oh, well, there and you go. How about water pressure? Uh, we've only got a f- 30 seconds left, but is water pressure something that you pay a lot of attention to? Well, you know, if you design a building properly, your water pressure should be there. I mean, that's just that's a mechanical engineering design issue that really anybody, any architect, when they're designing a hotel, needs to always do and to do it properly and then it should not be an issue. Well, there's some mechanical engineers at some in some locales I'd like to talk to then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, myself included. <laughs> Jose Gonzalez is uh, the principal with the Gonzalez Architects. That's the name of the firm. You can find uh, some of pictures of some of the hotels he's designed. He's based in Miami and Savannah, Georgia, uh, by going to the website gonzalez-architects.com. Jose, thanks for joining us. Very my pleasure. You have a great day. Take care. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's world. Don't touch that dial. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Folks, you remember why it's so crucial to have access to travel assistance on every trip, right? Well, if you're like me, you have OnCall International. On the line is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Mike, why is membership with OnCall International so important? Rudy, OnCall International is a trusted leader in emergency evacuations. We offer medical evacuation to the hospital of your choice. We cover any trip beyond 50 miles from home. And we offer plans to fit every budget or need. Save 30% off your membership today with the code MAXA30 at OnCallInternational.com. Bah, bah, black sheep. Have you any wool? No, sir. No, sir. Some nincompoop with pantyhose pulled over his face stole all my wool sweaters and gaming system. Luckily, the Geico Insurance Agency recently helped me with renter's insurance. Everything stolen was replaced, and the little boy who lives down the lane was caught, trying to sell it online. Call Geico and see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 33 after the hour in this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by the good folks at On Call International. We all know that sometimes the unexpected happens while traveling. And if and when it does, you can protect yourself with a reasonably priced annual membership from On Call International. The company provides the best assistance you'll need during an unforeseen medical or travel emergency even a situation like social or political unrest in the place you're at. From unexpected illnesses to life-threatening accidents, delayed luggage or legal woes, On Call International gives you the help you'll need 
to return home or get back to enjoying your trip. More info at oncallinternational.com, or you can log into the company through my website, rudymaxa.com. It's right there on the homepage. Just click, just scroll down on that homepage, and you'll see a, a link to On Call. Well, puzzle me this. In this age of hypersecurity and people complaining about the TSA and so on, more weapons are being found in airline travelers' carry-on bags now than ever before. This trend was highlighted by Joe Sharkey in a recent column in the New York Times. Joe writes regularly on travel uh, issues for the Times, and I'm delighted to have him joining me today. Joe, it's been a while since you've been on the show. Hi, Rudy. How are you? This is all my fault, clearly. I've got to snap to it here. Um, nice to have you aboard. So uh, I love the headline, uh, that loaded gun in my carry-on. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, well, you know what? That's generally what the TSA Here's. says is the, uh, the reason, and I kind of buy that. Uh, and you know, and it, just as you said, it's a loaded gun. More often than I mean, not more often than not, most of the time, uh, the guns being found at checkpoints are, are loaded and quite often with rounds in the chamber. And it's all it, it, it's never an indication so far, in any way, that there's overt criminal intent. Mm-hmm. It's sort of overlooking the fact that um, someone has that someone overlooks the fact they have a gun in a bag, which to me, I, I, okay, I kind of get that because more people are carrying guns. But to me, it, it, it underscores a real problem that I think exists in the, uh, the gun world, uh, and that is that I think that there's not, in, there's not adequate training being uh, emphasized for people who are uh, buying and carrying guns. That is, the basic, you know, the basic rule of gunsmanship is you know where your gun is at every time. You don't forget it. You know, yeah. I mean, ask any cop. And ask like, any kid of a cop. And like you, I don't carry a gun, but I don't think you're supposed to put guns in bags with, with bullets in the chambers, are you? Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I think a lot of people are carrying loaded. There's, you know, this... this. Uh, uh, it's one thing if it's on your person and it's loaded because you yeah. might need it for self-defense walking down a dark street. But, I mean, going on a trip, putting a loaded gun in a bag, I don't well, know. Well, that's what's happening. And, um, you know, in every... A couple of weeks ago, the TSA found 47 guns at the checkpoints, and of those 47, I think almost all of them were loaded. Two or three were not. But, you know, to me, it also indicates another issue. And, you know, and we're not talking about criminal intent or terrorism here. We're talking about basic gun safety and gun carrying um, protocols. Uh, the other issue is we we know that stuff gets missed by TSA screening right. uh, because we've seen government tests that show that. Lots of prohibited items routinely, you know, get get through. Um, so I think we can presume that guns are getting on board airplanes. And even if there's no criminal intent, that's not a good idea. That's just simply not a good idea, in my opinion, to have guns on airplanes that are not in the hands of federal air marshals or pilots. No, I certainly agree you know, with that. It's fairly um, basic to me. One of the anecdotes you have in your column, it was actually a 27-year-old flight attendant who was stopped at a checkpoint with guns, uh, with a gun in With a loaded uh, gun in Philly. And, and, then, and then the Philly, uh, and what the TSA does is that the TSA has no, no police uh, uh, enforcement authority, so they call the cops. And the Philadelphia police responded, and the Philadelphia police officer who responded to the gun report accidentally fired the gun at the checkpoint. Uh, nobody was hurt, but it's like this was almost Keystone, Keystone cops, you know. No, uh, no doubt. Let's start taking this more seriously, in my opinion. Now, if, if someone is found, are they carrying a gun, loaded or otherwise, are they routinely arrested? or No. Uh, it's the TSA, as I said, has no you know right. law enforcement authority. So the local police come in, and it depends on what the local uh, rules are about about gun carrying, about whether uh, you have that gun 
legally. And in almost all cases, the person is, who's found with a gun has a legal permit. Uh, so sometimes there's just a cite, depending on the location, there's just a citation, <coughs> citation issued. Uh, on uh, some occasions, there have been arrests. Uh, sometimes the gun is confiscated. Sometimes the person is just simply told, depending on the location, uh, take the gun out to your car and you know leave it there and then come back in and check in. So there's a wide range of uh, of rules that uh, that apply to the carrying of firearms in this country. And of course, you can check a gun through check luggage uh, because you, can. you can't get yeah. to it. So it's sure. not as if you Which can't get the gun from A to B. But I gather yeah. from your reporting, and, and it's sort of in conclusion here, Joe, I gather in your reporting that this rising number of the, these incidents can be blamed on the rising number of people who are buying weapons. Who are buying weapons and also the, uh, and let's not use the word blame. Let, let's just say attributed to, because, yes. you know, I don't, I don't like to take a, you know, a political position on this. Guns are a yeah. reality in this country. Uh, but the, the right to carry laws are, are being you know, are, are growing, and there's right to carry in, in colleges and in hospitals. So we're seeing that reflected at the airport. And I think that, you know, the takeaway is we need better gun training, better gun safety training. You should always know where your gun is if you're carrying a gun. It's really basic. I will second that emotion. Joe okay. Sharkey from the New York Times, uh, thanks for stopping by again. We'll do it again. Sure thing. Take care. Bye-bye. You can, you can read Joe Sharkey at... Uh, uh, in the New York Times, and I hope you do. He's a terrific reporter, and uh, I appreciate his bringing this to our attention. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World in a moment. Rudy Max's World is coming right back, so get on the phone now at 800 387 8025. That's 1 800 387 8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Hey, folks, how will you get home if a riot or natural disaster happens while traveling? If you're like me, you'll have membership with On Call International. On the phone is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Mike, tell us about this coverage. On Call International's deluxe membership includes all the great benefits of our annual membership, but also covers emergency evacuation due to earthquakes, volcanoes, political riots, military coups, and more. Folks, save 30% off your membership today with the code RMAXA30 at OnCallInternational.com. Geico says, let's make life simpler. Look, I'm all for modern conveniences. But ask yourself, do you really need a blender with 23 buttons just to chop an onion? At Geico, we think life should be simpler. So we make it super simple to save on car insurance. Just one click and you could be on your way to saving hundreds. Come on, people. Life doesn't have to be that complicated. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40 with no special diets or exercise programs. You can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-525-2563. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. 
Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. Do you or someone you know have an overseas trip coming up? Perhaps a college student preparing to study abroad or someone planning a honeymoon or trip of a lifetime. Why not get a feel for the place by ordering one of my DVDs? From Paris to Hong Kong, Tokyo to Tuscany, I've made more than 80 shows on the world's great destinations. Knowing a bit about the history, culture, people, and cuisine of a city or region beforehand can enrich any trip. Just click on store at www.maxa.tv to sample my DVDs. That's maxa.tv, and check out the new Blu-rays as well. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go, thinking it would get better. But when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World. 43 after the hour. Welcome back. A great piece in, Mar- in Market Watch. Market Watch is an online, uh, uh, I guess, newsletter. I'll ask our guest in just a moment if that's a proper term for the Wall Street Journal. And Wall Street Journal uh, staff writer and MarketWatch.com contributor Charles Passy had a great piece this week about how to save money if you're staying, if you're going to a large city where hotel prices are traditionally expensive, for example, New York. Charles, welcome to the show. Nice to have you on for your very first appearance on Rudy Max's World. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> now, how do, what, how do I describe Market Watch exactly? I uh, subscribe to the Wall Street is, Journal, but I certainly don't know what to call Market Watch. It's, 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 it's a financial website uh, run by the Wall Street Journal, and we're part of the Wall Street Journal Digital Network. Okay, perfect. Thank you for being putting it more elegantly than I did. All right, you you talk about what are called what you call next door cities. Explain that, please. Well, basically, the idea is there's the main city, be it uh, Washington D.C., New York, San Francisco, and then there's the city next door, or you know, next door might be a little bit euphemistic, fairly nearby, um, that often represents a much cheaper way to stay. Um, and is also the other key thing here is it has to be really rel- relatively um, accessible to the main city. Um, I mean, you don't want to stay somewhere where it's just not practical to get into the main city. Um, the other thing that kind of I think really makes a next door city attractive is if it can give you a little bit more of that local flavor. You know, not getting out of sort of the touristy. Uh, center of a city and kind of give you a little bit more of the local flavor or just frankly give you its own experience in its own right. Yeah, you had a quote from someone from Hotels.com saying staying in the middle of Times Square is not a good indication of what it's like to live in New York City. So in New York City, or if you're going to New York City, 
you uh, did a little research, and you found the average room rate in New York City is 247 a night, which, by the way, isn't easy to find all the time. And, uh, but okay. You know, I mean, this, this came from courtesy from Hotels.com. I, I will tell you that, you know, uh, depending on the time of year, 247 might be a bargain. So, exactly. You know. But let's, give, let's say it's the average room rate. You're saying if you stay in nearby Jersey City, which is only a uh, $2.25 one-way path rail system ride into the city, you're going to pay $194 a night. That's uh, like a $50 savings. Right, That's exactly. Considerable. I mean, it's, it's and, 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 you know, relatively to, um, to, uh, to the city, I mean, depending on if you think you're going to end up spending a good chunk of your time in, in just in Manhattan and particularly in downtown Manhattan, it's, it's actually more convenient um, in some ways than other parts of, of, of New York City proper. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's a perfect example uh, of what we're talking about, an instant $50 savings, um, an easy, easy, easy commute. Um, and if you want a more scenic commute, you can take a ferry ride in. It's a little more expensive, but it'll give you a different feel. And, you know, the thing about uh, Jersey City is, um, I mean, Jersey gets knocked for a lot of different reasons, but it does have some particular attractions. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of the show Cake Boss, but the uh, the on TV. But the the guy who runs that show, uh, he's just opened a huge baking factory and school in Jersey City. Uh, many people don't realize that Jersey City is actually much more convenient to the Statue of Liberty uh, than uh, than Manhattan proper. So, um, so you had me some... at cake. You had me at Cake Boss. I got to <laughs> tell you. <laughs> give us some other. Give us some other of the cities. Uh, these these next door cities. Well, I mean, you know, I think I think another great example that we talked about in the story was um, Alexandria, Virginia, and Washington D.C. Here, here's an int- instance where you know, really, the difference in room rate may not be that super dramatic in the sense that uh, Alexandria brings it down about thirty dollars versus uh, the the D.C. rate. It is, although, very accessible on the on the Washington uh, Metro Rail line. But, you know, Alexandria has wonderful, wonderful history. I mean, the kind of the point we, we made is, is that uh, this really is where George Washington slept. I mean, especially if you talk about uh, nearby Mount Vernon. Um, there's a wonderful historic neighborhood in Alexandria, Old Town, a uh, lot of great shops, a lot of great restaurants. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I talked to a bunch of folks uh, who really said, that um, they just enjoy the experience in Alexandria more. Sure, if they want to go to the Smithsonian, um, spend a day in the Smithsonian, they can absolutely do that. It's very simple to do. If they want to go to a performance in the Kennedy Center in the evening, very easy to do. But in the meanwhile, they're getting something totally different in Alexandria. And, yes, technically they're also saving $30 a night. Charles, we're going to take a commercial break in a minute. Can you stay on for a few more minutes and go through Absolutely. it? Absolutely. The last segment of the hour, I traditionally do my deals of the week, and I've got a couple, but maybe you can give us a couple more of these uh, um, nearby cities or, or, as you call them, next-door cities, and tell us what kind of deals you can get. My guest is Charles Passy. He's a staff writer for the Wall Street Journal, as well as a uh, financial newsletter that's on the web called MarketWatch.com, and he had a piece this week on uh, so-called next cities and how you can save money with hotel rooms when you're visiting larger cities. We'll be back with Charles right after these messages. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com.
To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Well, a conversation with Charles Cassie, He's a staff writer for the Wall Street Journal. Had a piece on the Wall Street Journal's web, uh, one of their websites called marketwatch.com, talking about uh, how to save money in larger cities for, during hotel stays, or so-called next-door cities. And Charles had just said, for example, if you're going to New York, you can save at least $50 a night, maybe more, by staying in Jersey City and then take a $2.25 train ride into town. And uh, Jersey City is much closer to uh, lower Manhattan, where the Statue of Liberty is, and s- several other sites, including the new, what, what will be rising in the place of the World Trade Center, or is rising, um, in Washington, the suburb of Alexandria in Virginia, a gorgeous, gorgeous colonial town along the river. Um, I would add, being a Washingtonian myself, um, that Bethesda, Maryland, for example, also an easy metro ride into and out of Washington. There's places to save money over big city D.C. rates. Uh, um, Ch- Charles, you had a couple other uh, cities that you recommended nearby places to stay for saving money. Well, you know, I'll, I'll give you a couple of more classic examples. Um, um, let's talk about uh, San Francisco and Oakland. Um, I mean, this one really appeals to me because there is, first of all, such a huge difference in price. And I've just stayed in San Francisco, um, and so I know how expensive it can get. Uh, average room rate in San Francisco, 175 a night, according to Hotels.com. I would even say that's, that's maybe a little bit on the low side from what I recently experienced. Um, average room rate in Oakland, $112 a night. Um, but what I, and, and, and again, very accessible on, uh, on BART, and also you have some other options, including uh, ferries. But I think what's really interesting about this is not only are you saving $63 a night, um, but Oakland has really become a place to go to. Um, I mean, first of all, it's one of the 50 largest cities uh, in the country measured by population. Um, but it's become one of these kind of hipster uh, hot spots, um, you know, a real lively art scene, a real lively bar scene. And, um, and then the final point I would add about a city like Oakland is if you're going to be out in California and wanting to go to other places, you know, you're much better off starting uh, in Oakland if you're going to Yosemite, for example, than you are in San Francisco. You're basically saving a big chunk of the trip right there. Uh, or at least a, a significant chunk of the trip in terms of, you know, getting over a body of water. So, um, so these, again, you know, Oakland is, I think, just another great example uh, of a city. Uh, another one we mention is another classic combo uh, is Fort Lauderdale in Miami. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, Fort Lauderdale, another perfect example where you're going to save money. Um, Fort Lauderdale is about $45 less a night than Miami on average. Um, but Fort Lauderdale is a great, great beach town. I would probably argue maybe even a better beach town uh, than Miami. Um, I mean, when you go along the uh, A1A in Fort Lauderdale, I mean, it is just one of the coolest places to be in the world. And it has less of that kind of scene that South Beach has in Miami, which some people like the scene, but some people just like to go to the beach. And Fort Lauderdale is a great beach. So I think those are two, two other combos that I, I really like. Um, particularly in the fact that the city, the second city or the next-door city, has a lot to offer on its own. And one last place, because I don't know this town. It's outside of New Orleans. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Slidell. 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 Um, S-L-I-D-E-L-L. Right, Slidell. I mean, this is one where you have to say you're going to do this by car. So if you're, if, but but this is probably, this had our most significant price differential. It was about a $75 price differential um, between staying in New Orleans and staying in uh, Slidell. 
Um, and I would say if you're probably going to end up renting a car in New Orleans anyhow to go to Cajun country or to go to other things, uh, Slidell could be a great place to go to. Uh, a lot of local color um, and not as touristy as New Orleans, you might argue. Uh, a, real, a real New Orleans town uh, puts you in position, a better position if you're going to visit plantation country of Baton Rouge as well. Uh, you're a little better position in Slidell. Uh, but the big attraction here is that you are saving $75 or so a night uh, staying in Slidell. So that's, that's, that's real money, I start to say. That is real money. Charles Passy, thanks for dropping in for the first time in the show. Hope to have you on again. and appreciate your, uh, uh, your most interesting outlook on this. Great fun talking to you. Thank you. Charles Passy, staff writer of the Wall Street Journal. His piece on Next Door Cities appeared on MarketWatch.com. i got a couple of deals of the week of my own to share with you before we say goodbye. There's the cha-ching. This is a pretty good one, I think. Uh, this is the Ritz-Carlton in Palm Beach, and this deal is good all the way till the end of August of next year which is sort of interesting to me that it it, uh, it goes all the way through the winter. They're going to give you a guest room with a private balcony starting at $270, excuse me, $279 a night. They're going to give you full daily breakfast for two and a $100 resort credit per night, per night, $100 resort credit. So you can use that for eating or spa treatments or whatever. Uh, you, can, you've, uh, you, you can also, if you pay with an American Express card, add another, what, $70 to it, and you'll get all the above, plus a spa welcome amenity. Spa access passes for two good once during your stay and a room upgrade, depending on availability. So check that out. That's the Ritz-Carlton Palm Beach through August of 2013, the end of August, 279 a night, including full breakfast, daily breakfast for two, and $100 resort credit. Uh, free car promotion at the Kauai Beach Resort. It's called the Beach Resort Fall Car Promotion. Uh, stay at the Kauai Beach Resort. Room start at one sixty nine tonight. They'll throw in a free compact car from Dollar Rent a Car. They'll give you a triple room upgrade to an ocean view, self parking, and twenty five bucks that you can redeem for an island adventure of your choice. In the Stein Erickson Lodge in Park City, dine and stay two thirty a night through November thirty first. Valley parking, three course dinner at the restaurant. SteinLodge.com. I'm Rudy Maxa. Thank you, Jeff Ryder, my engineer, Anna Schofield, my executive producer. See you next week. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.